Do you remember when you were a young girl, joyful, playful, and carefree? Even into your young adulthood, you were very confident and showed up very present and powerful. Yet somehow, when your role changed, you gave up your power to the powers that be. Join me on an exploration of how the inward shows up in our collective consciousness. Are you taking the time to replenish yourself, body, mind, and soul? Are you enjoying the beauty of the full human experience? Are you free? Let's see. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. And welcome to the Free to Be Show. I am really excited about this topic I'm sharing tonight. Um, I have two of my favorite people in the world from two opposite ends of the world, as you know, from New Orleans and New Zealand. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about sexual responsibility and how it starts with self-love. Now, in the month of January, we've been covering the topic of self-love from different angles. And this year, I've decided to present topics differently on the Free to Be show so we can really examine whether or not we're truly free. Are we allowing ourselves to free our minds? So in review, the first week of the month, we started out with creating self-love and what that looks like. And if you'll recall, I had my friend who's named for me, Cordelia Spence, and um, another lovely lady, Harleen Ankar. Um, and then the next week I had uh, Laura Staley and we were talking about coming home to self-love. Now, last week I had Veronica Awasu and she was on and we were discussing disentangling with self-love. And now we're diving into what happens, you know, with two souls and energies merging which is our sexuality. And that's the physical side of our spirituality. So with no further ado, I'm going to add my guest to the show. So good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Cordelia. Really nice to see you. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. <laughs> Just a it few. Has, it has been a couple of years. Yeah. Indeed. And... Good afternoon. Hi. Anna. So let me, ah, there we have it. Hi. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too from Down Under. <laughs> down Under. And as you probably watch the news, we, we haven't been able to go very far. <laughs> I, I, it's been a lot of us. I've, I've been staying in my area, the hemisphere. I haven't ventured out since what 2020 yeah so that's the other side of it right so new orleans and um australia well he he's a kiwi living in australia he's 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 pretending to be an aussie so <laughs> there's a lot i can say to that but Ki kiwis don't want to be known as aussies yes <laughs> i know that's a pretty charged statement well, let's just jump into it. Um, I asked both of you here because um, first and foremost, you have a very unique story and background with um, your sexuality and your story of self-love. So let's go with ladies first. Tanya, when I introduced this topic to you, um, what came up for you? What have you experienced as far as um, choosing your, your self-love and putting yourself first when it comes to um, your sexuality or sexual responsibility? It's a loaded question. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, okay, so I'm just going to say this. I have a dog. I'm dog sitting. So the dog is here and sometimes she's going to be a little bit disruptive. So if you see, you know, um, a shepherd just kind of roaming around as the dog. So that's perfect. 
So, you know, I grew up in a very um, legalistic Christian household. So I really had no clue or an awareness of sexuality or even self-love because we were always taught to, I was taught to be a nice girl. Um, um, I really wasn't taught any anything mature about sexuality other than don't do it or don't have sex. So I really don't have, uh, I, at the time, did not have an awareness or perspective about sex and sexuality or self-love because we were always taught to be selfless. Um, did not have an awareness or even a basis of it. Um, although my mother did say, you know, you should think for yourself, but because I believe I was taught based upon her awareness or a lack of awareness of sexuality. So I operated from a subconscious perspective, which proved to be disastrous in a lot of ways, but at the same time was very, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a teaching moment for me uh, in gaining some perspective. And also I, I had to learn through trial and error about self-love and about putting myself first and placing my needs first. So I know it sounds pretty boring and bland, but I, I don't have any other perspective other than the one that I've, I've known all, most of my life. And as I began to bridge from Christianity or apply some of those principles into metaphysics, into energy work, um, some massage therapy, um, I always knew intuitively that I was a sexual being, but I didn't, just didn't know how to operate in that power. Um, I gave a lot of it away, I would say. Uh, versus harnessing and owning that power. And here I am today in my 50s, becoming more confident and more aware in it. Hopefully yeah. that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, Tanya. So, I mean, what I'm hearing is that you have only recently as a mature woman come into your awareness of your sexuality and that you ha you've given yourself permission to even love yourself instead of the way you were conditioned your entire life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, Andrew, as a man, was it any easier for you? Perhaps, I mean, I, I just, I wrote down this question for myself, you know, when I was listening to uh, Tonya speak there is, what does self-love mean? Mm -hmm. And you go through periods of your life where that constantly changes. And in 2021, that changed very much for me into the quality of my thoughts that dictate how I approach and feel about myself, the quality of my thoughts and, and, uh, and how I speak about myself. And I've probably been guilty of being really hard on myself through the years. And then last year, it literally is a survival tool. Um, as a survival tool was starting to pick up on what are the, would I speak to my friends like this? Hmm. Would I want my, would I think of my friends like this? And then, so then why do I do this for myself? You know, and, and pick and being consciously aware I'm picking up on these things. Um, in regards to the, I think I'm in a new phase of, of sexuality and, and experiencing in my life as well, where it's, it's before it was, um, I think it's gone a lot deeper. It's gone past now for me, way, way past the, the, the physical. It is now having someone who can meet me in that, that energetic and spiritual level and be my greatest teacher. Like I'm, I'm at a point now where I'm really willing to learn and discover my blind spots, whereas before I probably had more of my blinkers on and didn't care because I was doing what I'm doing. Uh, this is who I am. And now it's like, well, this is who I am, but can I be better? Hmm. And can I be better in a relationship and can I be a better partner? Yeah. Yeah, that's so important. You know, and what I'm hearing you say is like all these years, you've mostly been in your body 
right? And now you're venturing into your soul space and, mm. and hoping to connect with someone who can meet you in that place instead of just from the physical attractions. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, very much. Very much. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I love the physical attraction, but I need everything else stimulated as well. I need my, my heart expanded and my mind. Uh, I, I, when, when you have that really deep and trusting connection, you're able and willing, <laughs> I think the willing is the, the big part, yeah. you're willing to look at your blind spots. And instead of deferring the problems back onto the person and going, look, these are your fault, going, what am I doing in here? What am I doing in this space that's creating this? You know what I mean? Which maybe I haven't been so good at in the past. Yeah, it's possible. Mm. I mean, when, you know, I was at an event this weekend, um, the ultimate experiment, experiment, experience. And um, <laughs> what I was telling, you know, some of the men that I met there, I was like, you know what? You are a soul carrying a body right? As opposed to most men operating as bodies completely unaware of their souls. It's more likely to meet a woman who is a soul carrying a body. And you can chime in, uh, Tanya, if you, if you agree with this, then you would find um, a man being that way. And what I mean by that is, you know, Andrew, you were talking about the expansiveness of who you've become. Like, mm. and I feel like, when we're in our soul space, it's so much easier for our hearts to expand and our willingness to connect with people um, with our full capacity, as opposed to when we're looking at things very linearly and mm. from a physical space. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So far, yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so far, so good. Yeah, I'm good at what I do. You know that, Andrew. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, and, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I know, like, the title, when I when I proposed it to you, both of you said this. You were like, I don't really know what that means, but okay, it sounds like an interesting topic. So I'm, I'm glad it wasn't just me, Tonya. I'm glad. I <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. you were not alone. Yeah, so sexual, the title of it, sexual responsibility, I have, I can say uh, at my level of consciousness today that there are moments in my life that have been sexually irresponsible. Um, and Define which means that, I by had, the way. Yeah, go ahead. Um, no intention, just coming. And I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just that I was coming from the primal perspective versus coming from a heart-centered perspective and engaging in sexual activity. Um, but I realize now that um, you have to be responsible to yourself first. If it's something mm. that you wanna do, you do it, but not out of compulsion or obligation, it should be free. And it is not, um, it doesn't, it's not confined by our belief systems and it allows us to open and operate freely without the judgment. And I think from myself, um, working with and deprogramming my mind and my body of, and my emotions from the judgment mm. of what it means to be sexually responsible and self-love. So if I'm self-loving, then that means that I'm going to do or engage in um, activities that highlight or that um, align with who I am um, in my love walk. Um, and even if it's primal, that's something I wanted to do anyway. And, and, and having the expectation is what really cuts us off of what we expect out of the sexual relationship. And women in particular, mm. me being a woman, has more of a heart attachment to each encounter, um, not being detached. I challenge that because I feel like, you know, if you're walking into the space with self-forgiveness, right? 
And like you said, being detached, like the self-love part, it's like for the love of me, you know, I am, I'm enjoying the energy of this other being and, you know, and consciously choosing, you know, something without being completely attached. Um, Andrew, what are you thinking? I was, <laughs> I was just listening to Tonya's before where you, 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 <laughs> you finished your sentence and, it, and, and took a while to finish and it was like no intention, just coming. And I was like, oh, we've gone there already. We've, got, <laughs> we've gone there already, but you, you tidied that up. I'll make it worse. Um, <laughs> coming. Explain coming. Is that C-U-M or C-O-M? Oh, my God. C-U-M, C-U-M. <laughs> So you I was like, oh, Tony, okay, this this is a surprise. We go, we're going here. Um, <laughs> we can go there. It's um, anyway. Sorry <laughs> to bring it. Sorry to bring it into the into the gutter so fast, but that's not being in the gutter. I like fact. i I like this. I like what you were saying, Tony, there about um, the primal. Yeah, the the primal one. The primal was okay. Like it's 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 in our DNA. It's uh, we we have these human needs, and and um, and sometimes it is primal. But we also it's that balance of can you meet or get into that that you know perhaps that sexual merging as we were talking about, or that that merging with somebody else where it goes into a a realm beyond where you didn't even know it was possible. You know, when you go somewhere and you're, holy cow, I didn't know this space existed. Yeah. Which, is, which can be really scary for people, which is why I think often the heart can be closed off when you get into relationships, because that's a scary place. You know, it, it awakens um, a deeper knowing or um, the, the fear that you're going to get hurt. And it's, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way because I, I feel that um, when we approach relationship from a place of union, that, that's why the self-love part is so important. Each individual has to be whole, right? So they're coming. We have two whole beings who are choosing to be union, right? And in that union, they make choices where they have the aligned values, you know, as opposed to like what Tanya was mentioning earlier about expectation, because when you come in union, the aligned values mean that you're in agreement. And that's where um, you're allowing the expansion, right? You're allowing each other to expand and grow um, within the relationship, within the union. Does that make sense? Okay, my, we have. Go ahead. Go ahead. Speak. My my question is. Then how do we know when a union is wrapped up or time to leave that union? And when is it when you stop discovering new space, uh, or when that that primal need is expired as well, or you don't feel that anymore? What what are the signings when the signs? that it's it's not right you know what i mean because well, then we go we go into our fear brains as well of oh my god i've got to start my life again you know well see mean? i don't think this is this is the importance of coming together as two whole beings because you the primal isn't in the surf, surface level of any of it right because we're we're coming together as soul beings so the, the, the primal is not in the equation at all. Um, and which means the fear wouldn't be in the equation either because when you're coming together as soul mm. beings, you're already in the love space, which is the more expansive, higher frequency, you see. Um, I'm going to just acknowledge that we have Michael Parano here. Thank you. Amazing topic. That is a personal decision. Each person, as long as they're accountable to themselves for each decision, there's the energetic entanglement, no matter the intent. How do you feel about that comment, Tanya? What do you think? The entanglements. And that, I think 
a lot of that is driven by deep-seated, mental, emotional constructs that we carry about love, about relationships. Um, and Andrew, you said something about how do you know when it's over? I think intuitively you can feel it. You can feel that there may be an expiration date, but if you don't have the conversations, uh, have the dialogue about it. And I think that's where we hiccup in relationships where we don't really, we're not, we don't really feel safe enough to talk about or have these conversations and we act and operate more behind the scenes. And with that, she's gone black. <laughs> here I am. I'm sorry. Somebody's That's trying okay. to call me. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, yep. we hear you. Uh-oh. Continue. Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. I think I may have to come out and come back again. So okay. I'm going to leave and come back because I can't hear. Okay. That's okay. fine. We're going to go to a commercial break. We'll take this opportunity for that and we'll be right back. The Free to Be Show is sponsored by The Ultimate Coach. The Ultimate Coach is about the work of Steve Hardison, but he really says that it's a book about being. It's all about you. There's specific instructions on the back of the book so that you change your being. And look, it works. These are pictures of actual readers, and this is a library in a company, and they're using it to activate their employees. Follow us on Instagram at The Ultimate Coach Book. And now back to the show. So we were um, discussing the, the part of union and when we know that that union has expired. So I feel like on some level that we've moved away from the, the responsibility of that self-love to, towards ourself, you know? Yeah. Um, it's uh, in the first week of January when we were talking about self-love, it was about creating it. And in that one, we talked a lot about values and recognizing what your values are and aligning your life and selecting people in your life from that perspective. So from, you know, that's, that's the heart space that you would be working from. So when there's misalignment, you you would stay aware and and know when it's happening. Does that make sense? I'm going to bring Tanya back in. Okay. There she goes. Can you hear us now? Okay, good. All right. So is that a little bit clearer, Andrew, for you? Yes. Yeah, so what you're what you're wanting to come back to the point of is a, the sense of self love. Yes. Right. So can I give an example of some of how I'm approaching this year? And can you tell me if this is on subject or am I or if I'm walking off the path again? So okay. coming back to, to self-love and um, I mean, I'm not the only person that found 2021 a little bit um, a little bit challenging. <laughs> it was character <laughs> building. <laughs> it was it was character building. You know, I have this beautiful quote. Um, Let me fall if I must. The one that I will become will catch me. Mm. How good is that? I, I, I that was that was like the best thing that I heard all of twenty twenty one. Let me fall if I must. The one that I will become will catch me. And so was that, there was that sense of faith. And while I was falling, it was a sense of that, that self-love that this is all happening, but I'm going to be okay. And how can I smooth this transition? Because it is, for me, it's a, this transition, right? And one of the words, well, for this next six, six months, I've got it on, my, on top of my head now, six months is being delicate with myself and being really delicate. So in 17, 18, 19, it was very simple for me to push. I was in a masculine energy. I was taking on the world. It, it was, I actually can't screw this up if I tried. 
I'm just going to push, push, push. And I loved it. Then the energy has changed so much that if I pushed right now, I would probably fall over. I would mentally fall over, maybe not physically, but mentally it would be the end of my, the, the quality of my mind. Um, so it is now, how can I do these things that I still want to do, but in a way that is really being conscious of self-love? So being, for me, delicate, like not beating myself up, giving myself smaller goals, allowing myself to not get back out into the world and having to, you know, be at the top again. It's like, what are just some of the small baby steps and enjoy them and, and enjoy them and be really conscious of the quality of my thoughts and how I speak about myself. And when I came back from Christmas time uh, with my brother and my family, which was really nice to see them because in Australia, we haven't been able to leave our states. So to meet and see my family and come back with a bit more grounding and understanding of, oh, that's right, that's who I am. Because your, your family reflects back to you who you are. Oh, you know yes. Because I mean? oh, yeah. like, you're just my brother, Andrew. Like, you know, I'm going to treat you any different. Um, coming back and just going, what are the quality of the people around me? Because that's part of self-love. What are the kind of experiences that I want to have this year that are going to fill my cup up? Not just not about my career, but what are the experiences that I can invite people into to play and fill my cup back up and fill theirs back up as well? And when you're doing that, self-love is like pivotal because it can ruin your best laid plans by talking you out of who are you to do this? You can't do this. You know, you've, you've had two years out of the game. Um, you have, you have to, that, that word delicate just came to me so clear and it's how I approach everything. And I'm not even overloading my work anymore. It's, it's like, is that being delicate or is that getting into push? Cause we know what's going to happen if you push. Yeah. Am and I back I on topic? You are 100% on topic. And that's where I wanted to go with the sexuality piece, because like <laughs> you're, you're talking about the delicacy of balancing your feminine and your divine feminine and your divine masculine energy and using all of that. A lot of people don't realize that our sexual energy is what helps us to create and to create from a more pure, uh, holistic space. That is truly who we are, who we be in the world. So yeah, that's perfect, Andrew. Thank you for that. You're you're the you're a world class presenter, <laughs> helping us all expand in this moment. I love I love expansion. Yes. Yes. Mm. And I can't wait until you come to Austin in June. You'll be right next door to Tanya. So I will say be too. Yeah. I will, be, I will be too. Do you know what? And the whole approach to Austin was, can I, can I tell you why I'm coming to Austin just very briefly? Yeah, I'd love to know. Actually, Texas in general. It was at the beginning of the pandemic, 2020, and I was watching a Netflix show on um, barbecues. And there was this barbecue show on, um, and it was in, based in Texas. And there was all these people from around, uh, around America um, doing their best Texas barbecue. And I remember going then, like innately going, I need to go to Texas as soon as our borders open. So that's the only way, that's why I'm coming to, to Austin, Texas, is to hold an event, a two-day event, but to take everybody afterwards and have people to drink beer with and eat Texas barbecue. So oh, really, yeah. so really, <laughs> all I'm really doing is, and this is going back to what I was saying before, is what is the experience that I want to invite people into that will fill everyone's cup back up? Yeah. So it's the, the event, great. It'll be amazing. But what's really important to me is that people hang around afterwards and I get to share that, that, that vision, that dream, and make that reality and then take that step back to go, you made that happen and you did it with ease with grace instead of push. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to sell people on the barbecue. That's it. 
And, you know, that takes care of the primal, the primal piece, right? Because on a primal level, we must eat. And that, yeah, and, and, and then on the soul level, we have to connect and, you know, come into our purpose. So it's like, it's perfect. Mm. The meeting of the two worlds. Tony, I can see you like salivating. You must like barbecue. <laughs> I'm okay, but I'm I'm barbecue is okay, but I, I'm enjoying seafood and crawfish mm. season. And ah. to me, that's love. <laughs> that's yeah. what, love. What state are you in again? Louisiana, which is adjacent Lu to Texas. Louisiana ah, is east of Texas. That's right. And they are very seafood, isn't it? Yes. The greatest yeah, okay. ever. All right. That's my next yeah. stop. Yes, come on down. So in July, you have to go to New Orleans. There it is. We, we've just given you the new tour of America, Sam. So. Okay, um, this was easy. I should we should that, do this every week. Yeah, that was that was easy. So I'm I'm going to be in New Orleans in July, by the way. So no no pushing you, of course. Which <laughs> 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 we'll is make it easy. So um, Tanya, you've been quiet for a bit, I guess, mostly because you had tech issues. But you know, chime in and, and tell us what do you, what are your thoughts? I have dog issues. I have <laughs> an animal that's in the room with me, and now she's under the bed, and <laughs> and I hear her moving around. So um, where do we start? Um, was there a question raised when my tech issues started? So. I guess uh, Andrew was really pulling us back to self-love and he was talking about how he is being delicate with himself and, you know, um, really balancing his divine feminine and divine masculine and using his sexual energy now for uh, creation and moving deeper and more expansively, I would say, into his purpose. And so I know that you're doing something different with your sexual energy right now as well. And this is a, this is the part that a lot of people don't recognize. You know, it, it is a it is a divine presence and energy that we have available to us, but we default to that primal because we think that's all there is. That we mm -hmm. we are in the understanding that it's a muscle and neurological need, and it it really isn't. Mm -hmm. Well, for me, it's about connection, um, connection to myself. It's about freedom to make a choice sexually without the judgments that have been held in mind for so many years. Um, and it's a personal experience. It's a personal journey. And it's something that um, I'm freeing myself of. Um, I, I was one that would attach sex to love, attach it to the quality of the relationship, attach it to, you know, the, even the longevity of the relationship. Um, mm -hmm. I know. But now it's, I'm being forced to release and relax the thought forms that I've held for so long and just go with the flow. And now, not that I'm haphazard with it, it's just that I, I look at it as more, I look at it more intentional. I approach it from an, an, a perspective of intention and I'm real conscious about who I engage with and who I, I choose, you know, not to. So um, it's still primal for me. However, it's, it's minced, it's laced with more intention. And I leave with the intention this is what I desire. This is what I want. And I desire to create this experience. And it just may happen this one time. And it may not happen again. My uh, lower senses say may I, I may want it again because that's how I enjoyed the way that felt. Um, but I still am approaching it from a multidimensional perspective. It's just not primal, but it's also spiritual for me. Um, sex is spiritual um, as long as I'm getting what I want. That's all that matters. Okay. I know that you have also started um, some studies in Tantra. And, you know, 
for me, that that's what has expanded the sexual energy into something more that can that I can lean towards my creativity versus just, you know, it, it's it's the energy that goes up instead of down. And you and most of this conversation we've been talking about the energy going down, you know, like the primal. So um what about you, Andrew? Have you gotten into that at all or are you feeling that you're, you know, and, and say as much as you're comfortable with sharing. Mm -hmm. um, but now, yeah. now that you're in a different phase, go ahead. Yeah, I got into last year a lot of uh, Tantra and uh, chanting. It was just the moving, getting the energy moving through my body from, you know, my, my base up to the top of my head. Um, I mean, I found the exercise of chanting really uh, amazing. And it's not until you really do it and understand it. I mean, I hired uh, a really good music teacher to uh, a voice coach to, to help me. And when you, under, when you get that feeling you, or, or when you're, you're chanting and you can feel the energy starting to move in your body, you go, holy shit, I actually didn't know it was so stagnant in the first place. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because you can get quite stuck up here, especially yeah. in a tumultuous period. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah. like uh, last year, sex just wasn't the top of my list. I had, I had survival on my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't feel, I don't feel that aroused in a time of survival. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it was a completely different ballpark that I hadn't focused on before. So by, I don't know, around about August, I think I just really started to go, do you know, I need to shift this. I need to get out of my head. I need to get out of my primal instincts of, of survival here, fight or flight, and discover new aspects myself, get this energy moving, moving again. Yeah. And so I, I noticed that you changed your... Um your tagline of what you do, is that what happened? It was in that period when you were um, shifting your energy? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, you know, I used to say uh, I, I take presenters from good to world class and then um, I started to really engage that heart brain again. I started, my energy started to move and I, I was like, you know, after 20, coming up 29 years and doing what I do, it's not world-class anymore. There's a place beyond this, and it's, and it's more energetically aligned with me because world-class indicates to me you're, you're technically very sound. You know what you're doing. You're well-practiced. You're amazing at your job. You have to say that. You're amazing at your job, but there is a deeper, more spiritual experience to be had on stage for you and the audience above that level of world-class where people mostly classify world-class. There's a level above that. And starting to understand the, the, the energetics behind that, I was like, let's not aim at world-class anymore. Let's redefine what world-class looks like. Let's take people to a place where you're not going, what do my audience want? Instead, you're going, what is the experience I want to have with my audience? Like, how deep can this connection go? How, how much can we feel in a room together? You know what I mean? And... and that's what I'm. That's what I'm super excited about. It's what is beyond world class. What is the when enough people are doing this, there will be a spotlight on a more spiritual experience on stage, where people see you. And I would I would go to the next level of not just seeing you, but just seeing um, they would be experiencing your being, right? Very um, much. You yep. would you would acknowledge their their being, and and you and your audience would have that reciprocation and and be a reflection of one another, you know. And when we're not in our expansiveness, when we're not allowing the the creative energy of our sexuality to go up, mm. we we're very canned and linear as presenters, right? Like mm. the average speaker is like here's the three steps to blah, blah, blah. Right. And, and, and people are talked at, right. 
And I have to say the way you've always taught and now you're, you're expanding to um, making a shift towards it being a full, full body experience and an mm -hmm. expansiveness of the being. Yeah. So how I, well, I love what you just said, by the way, Cordelia. And so most presenters are focused on storytelling and storytelling as a tool to connect. But storytelling for me is also, a, it's, a, it's a very technical tool to connect with you emotionally, you know, the, the limbic part of your brain. So storytelling for me is this happened to me. You know what I mean? This happened to me. Or for, Whereas, you, for you. Or for you. And by the, the heart brain is this is happening through me. Mm. This is happening through me, and this is energy moving. This is heart brain open, energy moving. If your energy moving is your audience and you start to get that rotating and moving in the audience, it starts to swirl, and it's, that's power. That's the spiritual experience. Yes. Mm. 100%. What say you, Tanya? I am so distracted by dogs. Okay. <laughs> How many dogs do you have? Oh, so there are like, there was the next door neighbor's dog was here. And now another dog is here. Um, so it was a, a shepherd, an Austrian shepherd. And now we have a, a Maltese here. So <laughs> the dogs have taken over. That sounds so, like a lot of vacuuming. <laughs> it, a lot of vacuuming. Yes. <laughs> well, the shepherd, yes. Yes, I have hair everywhere, but the Maltese is hypoallergenic. We love her. And she's pretty calm and, and tamed. But, you know, I, I really um, am connecting to what you're saying, Andrew, what you said, um, and also Cordelia about raising up the vibration in terms of sex and sexuality. Um, mm. I think nothing's wrong with the primal however um, me engaging into more of a study into tantra and how energy works and being a massage therapist how you know we can basically command our energy and, and our presence and we can lead with it um, and i think as a body worker being more responsible with how i approach sexuality and my sexuality and sexual uh, prowess and self-love being a more responsible being with it um, first and foremost to myself um, it's it's a constant uh, journey of, of discovery so it's, it's something that I'm approaching not as being right or wrong however using the energy right use of it of the energy is, is important to me and um, he, the healing aspect is too, and, and the creative power in sex um, is the responsibility of it. And yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I, you're, you're making me remember like um, one of the quotes that I put in the description of this is from Eartha Kitt. You know, it's all about falling in love with yourself and sharing that love with someone who appreciates you rather than looking for love to compensate for a self-love deficit. And that is the healing, you know? Um, and, you know, our sexuality is the core of the spirituality. And, um, and, and self-love is the highest form of that spirituality. And a lot of people miss all of that because they are so focused on that primal aspect and not connecting to like the full energy of in the spirituality of love itself, you know? Yeah. For me, it's, it's all about sex has always been about connection. Um, I may have come to it or approached it from a, de a deficit, um, wanting to gain love through the act of sex. Right now I feel more empowered as a woman in my sexuality so if I'm coming to you with it, I'm coming to you as the gift and I'm bringing you a gift and I'm receiving you as my gift. 
um, and having the experience of the person that I'm choosing to engage with. For me, it's just the process of not attaching myself to that and just being present in the experience and receiving that which I intend to receive from it. Mm. Um, However, the person that I'm choosing to be with, if I'm connected to that person, of course I want to duplicate that or not duplicate it. How I have the experience again, but it would be something totally different. And being a massage therapist, my hands communicate connection and love and it's sensual. Um, even if there is no sex involved, I am still in a process of of giving. I am receiving. There's penetration there, but it's it's on a physical level, but it's also a mental and emotional level as well. So I think me being, and I'm not surprised that I became a massage therapist by default because it was something that was always in me that lied or lay dormant within me until it was awakened by my own trauma um, of creating a disease in my body. And by that, I had to move, it propelled me in the direction of self-love. So it enhanced the sex and all that. It just wasn't about sex, it's, it's about it all. You know, it's about the mind, the body, and the, the spirit, total union, yeah. everything, yeah. Andrew, you were going to say something. No, I was just really enjoying what Tony was saying. Um, yeah, yeah, you articulated that really well. I, I was really take. I was kind of transfixed there for a little bit. I love it. Ooh, yeah, yeah, and and that and that's the embodiment of it. And for me, it's just been a journey. It's still a journey. And I'm still a student. Um, And I'm happy to be a student. It's just that when I attach myself to my beliefs that have been ingrained in me and embedded in in my DNA, that is where I can I use, I'm sorry, I F myself up when I become attached to that outcome whatever the outcome is because of the physical experience, it's not the case. And that I'm still working with myself on that. Mm. I am. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice point you brought up of, you can go into uh, a, a relationships or with a partner of, you're very fixed in your beliefs of how it's meant to be. Do you know what I mean? And that's never worked for me when I've met a partner and we've kind of headed off it's never worked for me when they're really rigid in their beliefs as how it's meant to be because I don't kind of think that way. And, and it's not that I freedom for me doesn't mean, by the way, it's like I need multiple partners or, you know, I can't be loyal with someone because it's the opposite of who I am. It just means freedom to choose the kind of relationship or the kind of journey you want to go on that suits you. You know what I mean? What's, how do I want this to look? And you know, I, th- I think I've met, you know, some amazing people in my life. Probably, you know, there's a couple in there you go, shit, uh, I let that get away. But the fixed beliefs of how it's meant to be was probably the destroyer of it in the end. And moving forward, now I'm really clear that this has to be very malleable. You're both learning what are their beliefs and how can I help with those and manage those expectations and give you, you know, give you what you want or what you need. But how can I bring you into my world where, you know, some of these beliefs aren't so rigid or perhaps the traditional way of of, of doing things doesn't excite me. Hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I love when you said the relationship has to be malleable. Mm. Yeah, because of personally speaking, my own rigid belief systems, I thought that it had to be a certain way. Mm. My relationship, sex had nothing to do with it. It was, it wasn't even me, you know, I had to be malleable. Mm. It wasn't even, well, I'm sorry. It wasn't the other person. It was me. 
So whatever, if the relationship ended, even though the physical component of the relationship was great, it just, it was the other person. It was just mm-hmm. time for that to to end at the moment. Now, I found recently in relationships and a relationship that I was in that it can be transformed, whereas it may not be exclusive. However, if I still wanted to carry on a certain aspect of the relationship on my terms, I can. Mm. And sometimes the separation or the departure in the relationship um, although you've had so much invested in the relationship, you may be able to come back at another moment, another season in the mm-hmm. present moment to create something else that may be, it may look different from it did be, the way it did before. And that's what I'm finding. So, I mean, you're both talking about how relationships can be malleable and and how you value freedom. So freedom like is a high value. And yet it looks like you question whether or not you're free within that. Am I wrong? You're right. (laughs) Okay. You question it because of the the long, the history of Mm -hmm. the belief of the kind of, yeah, Tanya, what do you, Cordelia, what do you think about this? Where I've felt lack of freedom, perhaps, quite likely, in the part in the past has been also having to monitor, monitor, or or use what do I want to speak about? What are my beliefs? What are my fantasies? And being able to share anything with freedom, knowing that you're not going to be judged by your partner. Now, I have experienced that of more recent. um, And I thought that was one of the most freeing and mature things I'd experienced in in a relationship, was that ability to be able to discuss anything, and it wasn't wrong, well, it doesn't have to be right, but it wasn't wrong also. It was that freedom to express. I think about this, or I fantasize about this. Um, and the other person exploring that with you. And like to entertain the idea. And I felt that really refreshing instead of, no, you can't, we, that's, not, that's never going to happen in here. In this container, that's never going to happen. Whereas you can, so you're shut down. So that, that, was a really amazing learning. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is like when you communicate your requirements or your your desire to experiment, mm. you um, you want to be in a creative uh, situation where you create each other with you know without attachment, without judgment, and mm. that that's really the responsibility part is being responsible only for communicating and for creating consistently. Mm. And, and that's, that's where it is. So yeah. that's what gives you the freedom. And that's my creativity amped up a few notches with that. You know, this is, that, yeah, that was, that was a big aha moment because I felt my creativity changing. I was like, oh, well, I can access, I'm, I'm, I have my freedom of my thoughts again. Hmm. Yeah, because you're not caged, you know, you're not, you're not caged in any way. You're fully expressed. Mm. So that went by too quick. (laughs) I feel like we've been talking for 10 minutes. Um, So if you were to sum up our conversation into one word, what would you say, Tanya? Evolution. (laughs) Mm, I like that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're you? all on an evolutionary journey um, of self-love, uh, more awareness of self, and also sexuality, and that it's all one. It's it's all the same. It's it's energy. So energy. Okay, I like that better. It's so energy. you changed it. Okay, energy. I, I'm a Libra. We change quick. Gemini, <laughs> Taurus. 
Earth. I got Afro two heirs and Aphrodite, and it's just like I can shift and change really quickly. But yeah, it's energy. It's how you're willing to move it and keep it moving, right? Keep yeah. it moving, and even though things change, structures change. We are malleable, you know. We're we're not mutable. Mutable. We we can we can move and we can flex and, um, you know, energy. Just keep it keep the energy moving and flowing within yourself, at the highest levels, and whatever it is that you desire in the area of love, self love, and sexuality, you can create that with a certain level of energy and perspective. Uh, as you work on the the lower stuff, right? The shadows, right. yeah energy all right Andrew my word is actually delicious I know it's oh, weird really? yeah that's not I, weird that's that's accurate tell me more <laughs> love because it <laughs> I sat here listening to this conversation and I felt um excited by it I have to be careful how I use this word but aroused and I mean it in a like I, I feel like I can you feel it I was feeling excited by this conversation and how beautiful it is. Um, it feels delicious in my body. Mm. Mm. I love that. I I'm so happy that you felt safe enough in this space to say delicious and not because I can sense that there's a part of you that held back because of judgment. Mm -hmm. But I'm so happy that you gave yourself permission to say that because I felt it mm -hmm. in my body. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy as a man, as a male being, that you would have the guts and the courage to say it and not hold, mm -hmm. hold yourself back. So that's freedom and that's sexy to me. Thank you. Thank you. You're I welcome. appreciate that feedback. So I'm going to veer off a little bit differently. So uh, I, I'm just curious, where were you feeling it in your body? Uh, well, that's a, it's a really good question. It was a, my whole body, but from like <laughs> my base chakra. <laughs> root chakra. Uh, uh, root chakra up until, I, up until here. Like I, I can feel it. Okay. And I, 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 I assumed it was your this, heart though. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Maybe I should use the word juicy, but delicious because it felt it felt delicious in my body. It's it's, and I and I'm doing this organically because so I'm, I am indicating that my my heart was open. But when your heart's open, everything starts moving. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. everything radiates from there. And Tanya, hmm. where were you feeling it in your body? I felt it in the root. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna say it. I felt okay. it in the root, but I know my heart is in it. Because I did feel the heart and mm. the womb and the heart connection, right? It's just not primal, but it was delicious. It felt juicy because I, from what I heard from Andrew, I felt his heart. Mm. He yeah. spoke from the heart, so, which is genuine. Yeah. Cordelia, so we both felt it in the root chakra. There you go. That's where it started and it opened up the heart. That's great. I guess. Me, I, I personally felt it all in my heart the whole time, you know, because mm. I just felt the expansiveness of the conversation. I was um, mm. very pleased with the, the openness um, that you both brought to the conversation and the vulnerability. You know, it, it's not like a, an easy topic. And if you want to um, dive into this more, in the month of February, we'll be talking about the power play of love in relationship. Mm -hmm. So I think Tanya's coming back next month. Andrew, you haven't signed up for any for next month, but not nudging at all. Um, <laughs> but if you do want to come back, there's that open invitation. So thank you so much for our viewers and listeners and Andrew and Tanya um, for having mm -hmm. this discussion today. And sure. um, yeah. Sharing Thank is loving. Yeah, absolutely. My, it was a joy. It was a joy. So sharing is you loving. Say, share you with say that to all your guests. I say it to all my guests. <laughs> I only say it to my favorite guest. That would be ah, okay. you, Andrew, and you, Tanya. Yes. <laughs> so.
thank you. It's been a pleasure. And, um, you know, next time we can really dive deeper mm-hmm. with some examples, yeah. serious, yes. get more vulnerable. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Pull back another layer. We'll keep oh, doing yeah. it. I love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Good night. All Bye. right. Bye. Thank you for joining the conversation. Now take the time to reflect, introspect, and implement at least one action. Be in your body, be in your soul, be in your spirit. You know, be free. Until next week.